we have to like hunch over and I'm like, I'm like an old witch. And <laughs> and then she, you didn't laugh and she, <laughs> and then she just said, God, kill me. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much been where I'm at. All right. Should we get started? It's kind of a long movie. So let's do we'll it. Get going. Mickey. Oh, Great. welcome to Stream Queens. Oh yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I feel like I forget before every episode that we have to do like an introduction. <laughs> it's Bree and Mickey and our favorite ever, Jordan. Jordan. Hi. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm just so excited to be here again. Yeah. Everyone's least favorite guest. <laughs> Not true. That probably was Alex. <laughs> Poor no, Alex. I listened to that one today. He did a good job. I was impressed. Yeah, he he had zero notes. Zero. Okay, well, <laughs> I have zero notes this time, so... Here we go. Going All for right. it. Okay. Fucking going for it. All right, well, this week, we're starting a little mar- monthly Marvel... Yes. Um, ...series. Monthly Marvel. Oh. With shit. With the three of us. Yes. Hopefully, I mean, I can't give spoilers away this time because I haven't seen it either. Hopefully I don't. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. That was probably my favorite moment of this entire podcast so far. It's been you spoiling Star Wars. Star Wars. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, so I'm making Brie and Jordan watch the Marvel series. And we're doing it in theatrical release because you just have to suffer like the rest of us and not get any of the references until last minute. So. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready fun. to go. Can't wait. Okay, we started with the OG movie, Iron Man, which was released in 2008. Fun fact. How old is that actor? Because he looks like a hot dad. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's him, yeah. Oh, RDJ. Oh, fuck me up. And he only gets, he's another one that only just gets better with age. Like He's like a yes. fine wine, a dark chocolate. That's what he looks like. He's so hot. So, anyways, um, go, go ahead. Oh, shit. So we're going to do some fun facts first. Um, so this is the first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a pretty big deal because you've probably heard of a thousand Marvel movies by now, 11 years later. And, and Wait, the- I'm sorry, 12 years later. And the oh comics. Gosh. Like, when do the comics come out? Oh, I didn't do any comic research. <laughs> <laughs> like, what they're based on? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, fuck it. <laughs> I think, I want to say, like, 70s, 60s, 70s. I'm sure... Whatever. I'll look it up some other time. Someone tell her what it is. (laughs) Call her out on her shit. um, (laughs) Shut up. Okay, but speaking of the comics, uh, the creator of the comics, Stan Lee, um, makes an appearance in every single Marvel movie as, like, a little cameo. That's Uh, so cool. Yeah, I want to know if you guys... I'll tell you which character he is when we get to it. Um, Well, I I already know. Immediately when you said his name, I was like, I I made a note about it. Yeah. Did you notice anything, or...? (laughs) Yes. Um, I, Greg, cause Greg watched oh, it with gotcha. me and he pointed out who it was, but I, I didn't know he was in all of them. That's yeah. fucking sweet. But he yeah, died, awesome. he passed away like two years ago, oh, well, a shit. year and a half ago. And so, Rip. but now people are petitioning to have Deadpool. So Ryan Reynolds yes. dressed up as Deadpool, put Stan Lee like costume over and start doing cameos <laughs> in every yes. Marvel movie because, Okay. I'm getting a little geeky here, but the X-Men and the Marvel... So, like, Deadpool and X-Men movies aren't yeah. really connected to the Marvel movies, but they're both from Marvel okay. authors. Okay. It's weird. But that's, like, a whole 
completely different series. Okay. God, I sound like a fucking nerd right now. You're a um, fucking nerd. <laughs> okay. Um, more facts. During filming, the actors were free to create their own dialogue because pre-production was more focused on the story and action. So a lot of the dialogue was made up by the actors. And that's why I fucking love Robert Downey Jr. so much. Because that, I, I would have never guessed that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because he, he does... That's a lot of the Marvel movies, too. The guy that plays Thor, not Chris... Um, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. The, the, the hot Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of improv, so does Chris Evans and stuff. So it's they're really funny. Like That's fucking tits. Yeah. I had no idea. So it received praise from critics for its acting, particularly Downey, because he was kind of MIA with addiction and all that fun stuff for a while. That's why I... Because I was going to yep. say, when was the last time he was in a movie? Oh, my God. I should have looked that up. But it was like 80s or 90s. I was going to say, because I, yeah. I recognized him mm-hmm. and I know the name. But then mm-hmm. when I saw him, I was like... Who is this hot daddy? Like, I recognized him. Yeah, so it kind of, like, relaunched his career, and he's kind of very similar to the character of Tony Stark because he was kind of, like, a fuckboy druggie, and then, yep. like... makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Well, I think his whole, like, family's in acting and stuff, too. Don't at me. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so this was, like, kind of, like, his comeback movie after Recovery... And also, they were applauded, but with their screenplay, direction, and especially visual effects and action sequence. So, it was good. It was good. Other people up for the role of Iron Man, which I couldn't see anyone else, especially as you get through the series. He's fucking perfect. Yeah. Was Nicolas Cage. I probably... <laughs> I probably wouldn't watch this fucking series if Nicolas Cage was Iron Man. <laughs> I'm going to be totally real. Oh, my God. Um, Tom Cruise, which still... Ew. Yeah. Why won't those two just die? <laughs> hey, they're making a National Treasure 3, I heard. Okay, those so are the I'll only watch that. Good movies. Those are the only good movies. Oh, my God, I found a place I can properly sit. Okay. Oh, God, my water bottle's, like, directly on my ass. Hold on. <laughs> She's squatting. I sat, sat directly right on her water bottle. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Anyways, the last person that I saw, nope, this isn't going to work, um, that was going to be Iron Man was Hugh Jackman, but... Oh, I could see that working. But mm-hmm. he's Wolverine in X-Men, so they so couldn't do it. Work. Yeah, so they couldn't do oh. it because he's already got a role in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. God, he's hot. God, I... Yeah. He, Hugh Jackman is very hot as well. He probably would have been good, but Robert Downey Jr. is... He is Iron Man. He's perfect. He's, he's great. Oh. So... All right, so I just have a quick little summary before we dump, jump in. Because before we dump it in. Before we just <laughs> dump all over this fucking movie. Um, Jesus, what was that? Oh, that's my computer. Don't do that. You <laughs> should have done the phone, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so summary. After being held captive in an Afghan cave, billionaire engineer Tony Stark creates a u- unique weaponized suit of armor to fight evil. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck yeah. All right. So we're going to jump right into the opening. Um, this features fuckboy t- Tony Stark hanging out with army peeps drinking scotch. My first thought, obviously, I was like, it's a it's a desert. Yes, and I, <laughs> correct. And it's it's obviously like a war scene mm-hmm. of, or something. And I see him in this suit drinking his scotch. But my first thought is, America, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Except for they were the ones getting exploded. <laughs> um, do you have anything, Jordan? Um. So I had the same thought, which was, 
this appears to be a desert. <laughs> How observant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, I want to add a quick note in. I did look up his age, and Robert Downey Jr. is 54 currently. So Yum. he would have been 42 at the time. Dude, so. I fucking looking, love... Looking fly for 42, just saying. A hundred percent. There's a lot of actors that are 42, right? Like Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, and all of them, they're like 42 years old. I think 40 oh, is... The, 40 yeah. is the new 20, bitches. Dude, I'm so attracted to all of them, too. So you can tell I'm just getting older, because I'm she, like, she's give like, me the gray hair. She's like, give me them saggy ball sacks. Ew, <laughs> saggy balls! Why do, we, why do we talk about balls and penises? I I guess I have a fascination. <laughs> Should probably yeah, look into that. That comes up a lot in this podcast, <laughs> I have to say. Um, okay, so other than my comment that, you know, clearly we're in a, a desert situation, <laughs> all I wrote was, homeboy looks like a huge douchebag, uh-huh. but huge power move with the scotch on the rocks yep. in the car in yep. the desert. Yep. So, Jordan. Um, I wrote son of rich guy question mark. Yes. But also super smart. Yes. It seems. Yes. So. <laughs> Nailed oh it. Oh my god. I yeah, I also I wanted to echo I want to drink scotch in a car. Like a yeah. little what do they call a, a oh god. A limousine? Well, no, the the takes. Like a do do, do, do. <laughs> a what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. I think say. she's saying submarine. Describe no! it. <laughs> it was a tank. It was like a. It's that. It's what they were in. It the big was, box car. Yeah, it's in the army and it has a particular name. And now I'm pissed that I don't know. Whatever. I'm Hummer. No, I'm just moving. It looked on. like a giant Fuck ass it. Hummer. Anyways, he gets blown up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the other, th- I have to add one more thing. Yeah. I said whenever someone isn't looking at the road, I assume it's a bomb or a crash. And then I said, called it. Yeah. <laughs> It was quite an explosive opening. (laughs) (laughs) So many people die. Um, Anyways. (laughs) So, yeah, the tank in front of them explodes, and Tony is captured by terrorists, and he gets hurt and wounded by his own missile. Yes. So that's something that we see when he's laying on the ground. He gets a a missile that says Stark Industry is right by him and wounds him. Yep. Right in the fucking chest. Yes. Yes. So get introduced to his conflict between war and weapons. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> we go backwards. 36 Six hours. hours later. Or before. Not later. Before it. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he call Forrest? Because that was one of my notes. He calls someone Forrest. Like Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's really I, oh God. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't either. I am still learning a lot in this moment. Yes. So Tony Stark yeah. makes weapons? Question mark. Yes. Correct. He went to MIT. Yes. Yes, I, I got that too. Yeah. Um, you guys, what I need to also tell you, and which is actually quite embarrassing, I thought that the dude was his dad the entire time. So halfway Obi through or Obadiah. So halfway yeah. through I said I just started calling him not dad because I didn't know his name. <laughs> no, so Wait, yeah. Are you talking about Jeff Bridges? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, okay. I confused him for the dad for yes. mo- so, the majority of the film. Yeah, so this scene... Oh, God. <laughs> so this scene going back explains, um, like, Tony Stark's legacy. Um, his dad starts Stark Injury Industries, which makes weapons for the military. Dad passed away, which is good to know. Foreshadow. Uh, right. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Parents die. Uh, leaves him an orphan. He goes to MIT. He gets he's super duper smart, just like his dad. And so him and his partner Obadiah 
or OBs, they call them, are running Stark Industries right now. And they're at this conference, though, and it's yeah. at Caesar's Palace in uh-huh. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my only comment was, wait, did this did real C- did the real Caesar live here? Or <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's the joke old. that everyone makes. It never gets old. <laughs> okay. Um, we also get introduced to his good buddy, Rhodes. Fun fact, he gets recasted in Iron Man 2, so don't get confused. But he mm. gets recasted, so it's a different face. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Weird. Oh, okay. God. Okay, so, I have to remember that. So they're at this award ceremony, and Stark gets a, an award. I forgot what it was for. It doesn't matter. But he's MIA to accept it, so his buddy Obadiah does. And they go off to find Tony Stark, and he is gambling and womanizing around. Oh, no. Did they rope you into this? Nobody wrote me in anything. Well, they told me that if I presented you with an award, you would be deeply honored. Of course I'd be deeply honored. And it's you. Oh, that's great. So when do we do it? It's right here. Oh, yeah, one more round. There you there, go. There it is. That was easy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Wow, will you okay. look at that? That's uh, that's something else. I don't have any of those floating around. Uh, we're going to let it ride. Uh, Looks like he's just yep. being a little douchey douche. Well, he's a yep. fucking smart billionaire. He's got a... He's just fucking around. Just getting his dick wet wherever he can. Um, so Fair. <laughs> so Stark is approached by a Vanity Fair journalist, and she's allowed to talk to him because she's cute. And... I said hot blonde reporter. Yep. Next thing, they gonna fook. Yeah, and we kind of get a little bit more background of Stark's father and the difficulty of being a military weapons seller because she brings up the question, like, you make weapons, mer, mer, mer. Yep. And they fook. Mr. Stark, Christine Everhart, Vanity Fair magazine. Can I ask you a couple of questions? She's cute. She's all right. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Okay? Okay, go. You've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. And what do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. Let me guess. Berkeley? Brown, actually. Well, Ms. Brown. It's an imperfect world, but it's the only one we've got. I guarantee you, the day weapons are no longer needed to keep the peace, I'll start making bricks and beans for baby hospitals. You rehearse that much? Every night in front of the mirror before bedtime. I can see that. I'd like to show you firsthand. All I want is a serious answer. Okay, you're serious. My old man had a philosophy. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. That's a great line coming from the guy selling the sticks. My father helped defeat the Nazis. He worked on the Manhattan Project. A lot of people, including your professors at Brown, would call that being a hero. And a lot of people would also call that war profiteering. Tell me, do you plan to report on the millions we've saved by advancing medical technology or kept from starvation with our IntelliCrops? All those breakthroughs, military funding, honey. You ever lose knowledge that your whole life? prepared to lose a few with you. Can we, can we talk about when she wakes up in his house and we realize that he owns basically all of Malibu? Like, yeah. what is that? Also, he f- how did they get there so fast from Vegas? I don't fucking know. Private jet? Probably. That makes yeah. Sense. That's what Alex said. He was watching this with me. So yeah. <laughs> we've both seen it a lot of times, so. That's gotta be it. Yeah, so we wake up with the cute nanny fair reporter in Tony Stark's mansion in Malibu. I don't know how they got there. Um, we meet Jarvis, who Dude, is... They, they probably swam. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then, Nailed it. And then they Nailed fucked it. all night. Yep. And They're mermen. <laughs> it sounds like Mormon, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> not Mormon. 
Um, so we meet Jarvis, who is his house artificial intelligence. So that's the little voice that helps him out and powers all the robots mm-hmm. and powers the house. And Miss Pepper Potts, who is Gwen. Gwen. Also, that's a great name. Pepper Potts. It's like pretty terrible. All I can think about is, do you guys, do you guys ever watch Pepper Ann? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Jordan, you're looking very confused. I think I need to send it to you. It sounds really familiar <laughs> to the point where I like feel like I have, but I can't think of what it is. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm, yes, please send it I to me. I will send it to you, and you will, you will I, be very... Um, It'll be something. I actually know what you're talking about, <laughs> so that's exciting. Which is the, the first time ever. Let's put this in the books. Yep. Okay, everyone, bye. The podcast is done. Michaela, Michaela has reached <laughs> no. full potential. No, not even close. <laughs> I will never. I'm the lowest of the low. Anyways, um, <laughs> so me, Pepper Potts, who, <laughs> LOL, takes out the trash. You are not authorized to access this area. Jesus. That's Jarvis. He runs the house. I've got your clothes here. They've been dry cleaned and pressed, and there's a car waiting for you outside that will take you anywhere you'd like to go. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. Indeed I am. After all these years, Tony still has you picking up the dry cleaning. I do anything and everything that Mr. Sark requires, including occasionally taking out the trash. Will that be all? I was like, you bitch! was... (laughs) iconic yes like that is the line that stood out to me the most from the whole movie i was like damn gwen so gwen gets rid of the vanity fair reporter aka trash and goes down to stark's workshop and where we get to see all those fun little tools and gadgets and uh he's working on a car apparently and we get to see the little banter between Pepper and Tony, and it's all sexual tension. Well, that's all I put. I was like, sexual tension. When are they going to fuck? tension. Okay. Anything, George? So, <laughs> yes. yes. Please, please tell us. Well, I'm hesitating because I am I wrote some things, like, at the end, mm. and I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah, gotcha. I found their... Um, not even really their chemistry but her like infatuation with him to Mm -hmm. be like a little bit unsettling because yeah he's just he's so douchey Mm -hmm. she's clearly very smart but she also is his assistant like yeah he hands her his empty coffee cup at one point yeah and i'm like what this is a weird dynamic that i don't like but like very 2008 at the same time she also does get redeemed a little bit she she, later she does oh okay i was sorry even like even in this film she does a little bit but i definitely i felt that too where Mm -hmm. i'm like he doesn't deserve you. Like, why are you bending over backwards for this douchebag? But she also has the power of being like, I kind of own you. Like, you yeah. don't have, like, you wouldn't be able to live without me. Yeah. And, that's, and so I think that's where that's she holds, she holds the power there, but he like is still manipulating her through the whole thing. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up that like, he has to have like a hot assistant to like take care of him. Um, also, I want that hair. I want the color of that hair dye because I right? want that hair. Right? I love oh that God, red hair. Yes. That's what I tried to get. When Dream. I- Jordan, you'd remember this. When I tried to do strawberry blonde in college and it turned out green. Like, that's the color that I... It turned out green? Yeah. Do you remember that, Jordan? It was... You missed the mark a little bit. I did not miss the mark. I did not. I did not ask for green. I did not ask for blonde. I did not ask for red. I did not ask... So you, ended up, so you ended up looking like Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street? It was Street? really bad, yeah. It was so bad. So don't ask for strawberry blonde hair dye. You will get green. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway. That's the lesson of today's podcast. Yep, du- duly yes. noted. Okay, so he gets on a plane after being three hours late. Oh, my God, His right? own private plane. A fucking his, douchebag. Yeah, with his buddy Rhodes. And his buddy Rhodes is like, you need to be professional, blah, blah, blah. And Stark's just like, let's get some hot sake and get trashed with these flight <laughs> attendants? Yeah, so I put... We're not. So the quote was, we're not drinking, we're working right now. And then they just got hella drunk. And all of a sudden, the, the private plane turned into a strip plane? Yeah, like, they're just like, oh, let's just tie up our shirt a little bit. And, yeah, I wrote uh, flight attendants turned strippers, question yes, mark, question yes. mark, question mark. Perhaps they were the whole time. Ah, that would... Yeah. I Who wouldn't knows? put it past. But you just got to get the point. They're driving home as he's a womanizer. He is. Womanizer. Right. I don't know why I'm getting Brooklyn. Womanizer, womanizer. It's like, oh, need no, some Britney womanizer, Spears up in this bitch. Womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we get to the air base in Afghanistan. My first note is, oh my God, it's Afghanistan. That's where they are. Yes. So, now we're back. Figured it out. Back up to speed. So, he is there to show a big-ass weapon to the troops for them to buy called the Jericho, which... Just does a big ass explosion, mm-hmm. and that's when we uh, he's like two piece, buy this for me, just yep. ultimate, just confident fuckboy. Like yeah, I know the U.S. military is gonna buy me out right now, so buy. The most important detail I found in this scene mm-hmm. was that goddamn cocktail bar that he just happened to yes. have in the desert. Hence the scotch. I loved it. Yeah. Goals. Cool. That <laughs> that is some like. Privileged shit right there. Okay, I also have to say that part to me was like a little, it hit a little close to home because that's like uh, real life. Like, yep. weapons developers, yeah. set, the way he just was like, hey, like, fi- he literally said, find a reason to use this, yes. basically. And they were like, okay, and bought it from him. And I was like, holy shit, that yeah. is what happens in real life. And which is so, like, but real life. Anyway. Yeah, that, so could, that could happen to That's us. the whole struggle that Tony Stark goes through, Jordan. So. Yeah, I get it. Humvee! Humvee! That's what it's called! Oh, did you figure it out? Yes! Figured it out. Right? Am I right? It's called a Humvee. Yeah, you are. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I knew I would get it. Okay. Anyway. I had no idea what you were talking about, though. I, like, if you hadn't figured it out, I never would have known what you were going to say. I said, <laughs> um, okay, so we go back and we see the explosion again and we're caught up to real time. So Tony Stark, after the he gets blown up by his own missile, wakes up in a strange cave hooked up to a bunch of medical devices. He rips the fucking tube out of his nose. I hate that part. Like, I like gagging thinking about it. It's so Oh, gross. my God. My two notes... First of all, this doesn't look very sanitary for a surgical area. <laughs> no. It was not. It was not. not at and all. then too, pulling the tube out of his nose looked like a goddamn magic trick. You know, like oh. the fucking like yeah. handkerchief thing? Do they really go that <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Do they go that deep in your nose when you do Shit. that? They go down to your stomach, I guess. I don't know. Someone tell us, because that was fucking gross. I've seen this movie so many times, and I can't watch that part. It's <sighs> It was bad. It was really bad. So he finds out that he is hooked up to a car battery via his heart because it's keeping the scrap from the missile away from his heart. It's a magnet, so it's keeping it still. And the guy that saved him, we don't know his name yet, 
But there's this guy who's foreign, clearly. I don't know if he's a local or from a different country, but he saved Tony's life, speaks English, kind of buddies from the start. The one who essentially turned him into a human robot. Yep. Yeah, and he saved his life. Yeah. So... So they find out that they are trapped with terrorists that have all, a bunch of Stark's guns and weapons, and they've been using them on the U.S. military. So that's kind of fucked up. They want Stark to build a replica of the Jericho missile that he showed the American army. Initially, Tony's like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. But then they torture him, waterboarding, all that fun stuff. And he, the guy that's with him is like, is this going to be the legacy of Tony Stark? Or are you going to do something about it? Oh, my God. And I was like, fuck it, bitch. <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I didn't catch it. It's yeah. fucking sweet. So, so basically, the guy that he's with is like, okay, you have a choice. You can make this and get out. First, he finds out that they're not going to let him live, no matter what he does. Right. I said, yeah. so um, they, they're they looking at the inventory, right? Because now he, he wants to, like, figure out what he needs and mm-hmm. how he can build this thing. Mm-hmm. He has, first of all, has to carry his own heart car battery. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> and my second thought, which is very profound, his friend looked like he was a centipede in a past life. Yes. <laughs> so I'm a little distracted because I remember, so the doctor guy who yes. saved him, yes. um, he's not from there but I cannot remember where he's from, and it's driving me crazy. I know, me too. Because I, I looked it up when I was watching it, but you I did. got confused at that part. <laughs> I just assumed that he, the doctor guy, was, like, experimenting on him and was, like, oh. evil. And I was watching it with my roommate, and he was like, no, that guy just saved his life. Like, you <laughs> yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like some Frankenstein okay. shit? Yeah. And then I also remembered... Their first conversation was, oh, yeah, I saw you at a conference, Tony Stark. So, like, he's a fellow scientist. We get that right away. Okay. Um, but he's like, yeah, you were wasted giving a lecture on something. And Tony's like, sounds about right. And I'm like, same. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we find out that his prisoner, fellow prisoner's name is Yinsen. I probably said that wrong. Um, they form a bond and they create a plan to escape and get revenge on the group that is holding them captive who call themselves the Ten Rings. I'm going to get scientific, and I have no idea what the fuck I'm saying or what it does. But So first, Tony creates an arc reactor to keep the scrapple out of his heart so he doesn't have to carry around a car battery anymore. Right, which is good. And it lights up all pretty, the iconic Iron Man little mm-hmm. thing in the chest. He also realizes that he can make a bigger machine with the arc reactor to help him and Yinsen escape. So that's where we see the blueprints for the suit. This is where I said, they've got some pretty high-tech shit for living in a cave. Yeah, I think they probably, that was, like, requested yeah. by Yinsen and um, for sure. Stark. And then I just put, oh my god, he's building a fucking super suit. Super suit. Yeah, and then we're to the part where he says what village he's from, and I didn't get it. I'm so sorry, Yinsen. And he said he has a family um, in the village, and he's going to see him soon. And he asked Tony, like, do you have any family anyone to go back to? And he says, no. And Yinsen's like, huh, a man that has everything and yet nothing. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And also very important to note, because that's also one of Iron Man's arc, is, like, letting oh, more people in. So keep a look on that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting... <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with this, you guys. That's awesome. You are a goddamn oh, I nerd. I love it. I'm so here for it. I've, I've seen this movie so many times, so to, like, sit and analyze it is making me really happy. Okay. 
So the ten circles are catching on that Tony and Yinsen are onto something else besides making the Jericho. Right, so they give him a day to finish the missile. Yep, but, and they almost torture Yinsen at the last moment, which was really fucking sad. I know, I was like, are they going to brand this son of a bitch, or what are they doing yeah. here? What were they going to do with that thing? Probably cut, I think they're going to like cut his tongue off, right, or something? <gasps> Seriously? Yeah, it was fucked fucked up like that. It get, these movies are pretty gruesome, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. They get pretty... While we're... Okay, but while we're watching him kind of create this this whole suit, we yep. see the the mask, the face, mm-hmm. and yes. I just said, this looks like some Game of Thrones shit, like the mountain. Yes! That's, that's what, what it looked yeah. like. Oh, shit. You're right? Like, right? Yes. So this next part I labeled OG Iron Man. Yes. So Tony's makeshift yes. weapon looks and puts on more like armor, and they start escaping. They explode the guards at the door... They made makeshift a bomb because, of course, they did. Of course. And gives them some time, but not enough time. So Yingxin realizes that he needs to become a distraction while the suit's loading. Stark's suit makes him bulletproof, very strong, and basically indestructible. And Yinsen gets, unfortunately, injured. And Tony's like, let's go, let's go. I need to get you out of here. And he's like... He's like, you need to see your family. And Yinsen's like, my family's dead. I'm going to see them now. That fucking broke my heart. Yeah. yeah. War, that man. Was, that was rough. That was really rough. So when I was looking and thinking about this part, Yinsen, is that what you said? I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't catch his name before. So yeah. when he runs out with that machine gun and he's not even shooting at anything, I was like, he looks like a dad shooting yeah. a machine gun. Like, he just looks like he's just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I got to do something to distract yeah. him. Yeah. That's basically how it was. And his last words to Tony Stark was... Don't waste your life. Come on. We gotta go. Move with me. Come on, we got a plan. We're gonna stick to it. This was always the plan, Stark. Come on, you gotta go see your family. Get him. My family's dead. I'm going to see them now, Stark. It's okay. I want this. Cheering up! This fucking... Ah! Oh, you guys, I did have to also mention, so yes. the bad guy that we see throughout, that younger, he's actually pretty hot, but you he know he's a bad hot. guy. Yeah. Um, the guy I, with the face tattoo? Well, his face gets blown up later, yeah. Yeah, and so what I said, you guys, is that... <laughs> he has com- been since I watched this. Give oh, damn, you're good, you're good. <laughs> he comes upon his friend uh, and this Jafar-looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the That's it. so the face tattoo you're thinking of is basically Stark shows up the mouth of a cave and takes all the bullets and then shoots fire out of his fists. Because apparently that's a thing. Yes. So it destroys all of the weapons that the terrorists have, including like killing them, and so it makes sure that none of the weapons can be used against the U.S. And then he just fucking flies out of the base. I said he can shoot flames. He can also fly. Hell yeah, he's kind Tony of. fucking Stark. He can do anything. Um, and he crashes into a sand dune. And then I'm like, why does every fucking sci-fi movie start with someone in the goddamn sand? You I have know. Star Wars. Like, well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. This is some Star Wars shit is what Y'all. I put. 
he destroys the machine because he lands and it destroys. Um, and he's rescued by the good old USA. I said, cue some credence CCR, the... <laughs> The yes. The Oh my god. I, I was pissed they actually didn't play some CCR because I would have been fucking awesome. Fucking amazing. <laughs> and then his buddy Rhodes is in the chopper and gets him home. And Pepper is there yeah. to take her man home. And I said, she has this, like, fuck me smile on her face yeah. when he gets off the plane. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, your eyes are a little red. Crying for your dead boss. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like. Crying for unemployment. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I hate job hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and all he wants is an American cheeseburger. Me too. <laughs> and a press release. Yeah. Right away. Right off the bat. So Yeah, that was pretty relatable. The, mm-hmm. like, and then I was like, so he allegedly was in captivity for three months. Right. Yeah, like two months, yeah. Like, no one, I'm sorry, he looks fly as hell <laughs> I know. in captivity. Like, that's not fair. Well, they had to keep him alive and, like, happy to work. Well, does he have so. some weird-ass, like, alpecia because his beard didn't grow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, what, nothing True. happened. What the fuck you happened? You don't think about that. Like, he would have a full-on fucking beard. Well, maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe. Maybe Edson gave him haircuts and they shaved. Um, they shaved each other? Oh, Aww. that's kind of cute. And now he's dead. That's unfortunate. <laughs> First of many. Anyways. Um, so. <laughs> this is where I, I realized, oh, that's not his dad. No, it's not his dad. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> this is like me watching Star Wars. Jordan, it's so bad. <laughs> So Jeff Bridges, a.k.a. Obadiah, is there to greet Stark at the press release. Um, We meet an agent by the name of Phil Coulson from a long-worded agency. They are more special focused that needs to talk about Stark, about how he escaped. Very important. Keep that agent in your mind as we go along the Marvel series. Okay. Okay. He's actually, like, a pretty significant character, but you wouldn't know right away unless you, like, read the comics. Oh, cool. What was his name again? His name was Phil. We gotta start taking notes, Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) He'll be back. Don't worry. (laughs) So, Tony hosts an informal press conference where everyone is sitting down, which I love. He starts talking about his father and what he would ask him if he was still alive. And then it ends with him shutting down weapons manufacturing division of Stark Industries, which is basically where they get all their money from. All their, (laughs) yeah, they're like, the the stocks are gonna plummet. And Obadiah initially is just like, uh, the fuck? Uh. Hey, would it be all right if everyone sat down? Why don't you just sit down? That way you can see me and I can a little less formal than... What's up with the love in? Don't look at me. I don't know what he's up to. I never got to say goodbye to Dad. I never got to say goodbye to my father. There's questions that I would ask him. I would ask him how he felt about what this company did. If he was conflicted, if he ever had doubts. Or maybe he was every inch the man we all remember from the newsreels. I saw young Americans killed by the very weapons I created to defend them and protect them. And I saw that I had become part of a system that is comfortable with zero accountability. Hey, Ben. What happened over there? Uh, I, I had my eyes open. I came to realize that I have more to offer this world than just making things that blow up. And that is why, effective immediately, I am shutting down the weapons manufacturer division of Stark International until such a time 
as I can decide what the future of this company will be, what direction it should take, one that I'm comfortable with and is consistent with the highest good for this country as well. So before I knew it was Obadiah, yeah. I, my next my next scene is Tony and not Dad. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. The arc reactor works. Yes. So Obadiah follows up with Tony after a statement. Tony explains that he wants to relook at what he makes to help the world since he saw his weapons fall into terrorist hands. And yeah, they do mention that the arc reactor might be the answer for that, for peace. Right, right. But Obadiah is looking to keep weapons in manufacturing with the company to prevent the stocks from crashing because he wants that money, money, money. That money. Which they have a shit ton of, so like. They're fucking billionaires. I get it. This next part is fucking disgusting and I hate it. The surgery? Mm hmm. Pepper has to do the nasty business of replacing Tony's reactor that's a more permanent and safe one because now he's back in his workshop (gasps) in his fucking chest. She has to put her hand down his chest. I can't do that scene. No, the, it's, it's so disgusting. Ugh. It's somehow grosser than like watching actual open heart. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then like, like when ugh. that. Yeah, when that. That's why I love the writing for Marvel, though. Like, yeah. it's so like clever and like real kind of. Um, but like when that string hits the side uh-huh. and he's like, <clears throat> and he's like, oh, well, I'm in cardiac arrest, so lol. Yeah. And she's just like, I hate that oh, fucking it, part. It gave me so much anxiety that I was like sweating profusely. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck?" And the sound effects when she hits the pus. <coughs> yep. But I love the commentary throughout that. He's keeping so calm. He's like, "Yep. Oh nope. Don't do that. All right. Yep. There you go." And I'm just yelling at the at the fucking TV. Yep. Put the fucking thing in there. <laughs> yep. So gross. Um, just had to point that out. Um, so Stark's not feeling, like, a lot of support from Obadiah, so he asks his buddy Rhodes, um, for help, because it's not for the military, and he wants it to be kind of secretive. Um. And Rhodes is apparently holding some Air Force, like, flying camp for recruits. He's the liaison between Stark and the air base, I'm pretty sure. Alright, alright. Or the Air Force. He's in, he's a pilot. So I think now he's, like out of combat he's more of like a superior kind okay of thing. okay so making the suit the o the suit part two um i love jarvis the little artificial intelligence and his conversations with i love Tony. him so great so he starts working on a project called mark ii that's gonna make good in the world god damn it um <laughs> <laughs> and while he's starting this we cut back to Afghanistan in the desert where they find the remains of Stark's first suit. That's what I said. The bad guys find the suit and Jafar is alive. Fucking Jafar. Jafar. <laughs> With the face tattoo, but actually just got burned to shit from Tony Stark. <laughs> I feel like a real dick for saying that. <laughs> but there's no going back now. We've referenced it way too many times. To dude, cut we're it calling the point. dude Jafar. Like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah. Or, why Gil? Anyways, um, <laughs> um, I also like to point out during the making the suit scene, I love the way that Tony's talked to his machines, and it's kind of like an ongoing joke throughout the whole series when he like yes. calls them like a tragedy or like, hey buddy, hey dummy. And they just um, look so cute and like little puppies. They are. They just want to help. I also love the documentation of the trial runs. I don't know why oh those my are God. so funny to me. 
But like him, like eating shit, trying to fly the first time. I said, I why is he not wearing yeah. padding or a helmet? Wear a helmet. Head trauma is I was real. Say, obviously, I've suffered some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a hit that hard, that would have killed him. Oh like, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know why he's not wearing a helmet. You guys, wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Even when you go out to the bars, just wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> you don't know when you're going to fall on your head. <laughs> Almost crack it open. Safety first. Walking near parents' hallway, wear, wear a, a helmet. helmet. <laughs> so you don't get a black eye. Oh, my God. Don't trust hey your guys, drunk friends. I'm worried about you. <laughs> you should be, honestly. It's been a rough 2020. <laughs> anyway. It's only been 20 days in 2020, but we're still living. Oh, for God's <laughs> So Obadiah, his good buddy, visits Tony and tells him that the board of directors are upset because the stocks have dropped and they kind of want Tony to take a break. <laughs> Obadiah is trying to convince Tony to use the arc reactor for weapons, but Tony is still keeping him in the dark. He finds out that um, at 1% thrust capacity, he can start flying. So he figures that out and he learns how to fly. And that's when I wrote, he should wear a helmet or something while doing this. <laughs> but, yep. So, yeah, he says, yeah, I can fly, which is pretty dope. I love yeah, him. girl. I love him so much. And then with that, the suit is complete. Okay, he does knock all of the paper off the desk, and that stresses me the fuck out. <laughs> like, that disorganization. The type A in you is just like, no! And he's just like, he's just like flying around the fucking goddamn room, and all of a sudden... Don't worry, Pepper will clean up after him. So. God damn it, no, Pepper. I'm I mean, she, do you see those heels? She doesn't clean. Stand up for yourself, Pepper. So yeah, he takes the suit for a test fly around New York. No, Malibu, just yeah. like right away. I said, does he run out of gas or not? Nah? No, I think the arc reactor like replaces the need for you know like, what gas I mean? and stuff. Because it, then later on... There's the low battery thing. Oh, he does have battery, I guess. I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't know. know I don't fucking know that this shit. This is fake science. I don't know. We find out that he can fly, but there's a frost problem. Mm, make a note of that foreshadow. Oh, a little bit of foreshadowing. Anyways, back in Afghanistan, evil homeboy found the suit and plans to reassemble it. That's all I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar finds the suit, damn it. Stop calling him Jafar, you guys. He's definitely Jafar. I was just going to say if there was a remake of Aladdin, but guess what there was? And <laughs> and they cast it wrong. True. True. <laughs> All right. So, so, wait, wait. Did we talk about the party? Not yet. We're getting there. Okay. I do okay. have another foreshadow Please where they us. talk about the frost problem, and um, Jarvis is like, perhaps if you're thinking of visiting other planets... Oh, shit. So I caught that because I, obviously, whatever. But I thought that was cool. That, okay. Anyways, okay, okay, he okay. finds out that he's not invited to his own charity event. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of <laughs> Yeah, right? So he decides to show up. And we, he shows up in a aggressively expensive car. Yes. To the red carpet. And that's where we see Stan Lee. He's the Hugh Hefner. That's what it yeah. was. He played fucking Hugh. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I love that. that. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I did also have to ask Greg, is Hugh Hefner actually still alive? And he told me, unfortunately, <laughs> he died a couple of years ago. And I feel like. Actually, they like died like around maybe the same. No, Hugh Hefner died before. <laughs> Back to the party. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Pepper's wearing that low back dress, oh. and he notices 
her bare back, which is hella sexual. And I was like, are they going to finally fuck? Like, what is going on here? You guys, I have a good joke. Please tell us. He's hot for pots. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I'm going to fucking leave now. You guys can just talk about the rest of the movie. No, but Kayla, you're totally carrying the team right now. You cannot leave. You cannot leave us. Also, we meet uh, Agent Phil again in there. Um, Oh, okay. okay. Just pointing that out. So he keeps showing up. Also, cannot wear a dress with no back. Titties. Well, everywhere. They make some pretty awesome adhesives now, but. Those don't work. They do not work. I'm sorry. What, your boobs just sag or you you nip through? Or I sweat and like they fall off. (laughs) Sweat is a real problem, you guys. Especially in the titty region. Yeah, oh, I love okay. it. So then they start flirting and dancing. And maybe they're going to share oh. a kiss. But then Pepper gets all self-conscious about dancing with her hot boss and all the sexual tension that comes with it. Uh, my next thing is Vanity Fair Bitch. Um, Wait, that blonde reporter? Yeah, because she approaches Tony during the charity event and she's like, mm, you kind of oh, right. You have some balls to like show up here. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And we find out that a village in Afghanistan was destroyed with Stark industry oh weapons. Oh my gosh, can I can I tell you what I put down for this? Yes. So not dad sends the bombs. <laughs> 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 he sends the bombs and kills all these women and children. Mm-hmm. I think he maybe got a little bit far ahead, but that's oh, okay. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> Um, so he basically has a hissy fit in his shop and gets really oh, aggressively shit, right. building the mm-hmm. suit because he's pissed. He's motherfucking pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. Um, that's where my next subject line was, war is bad, y'all. I love it. <laughs> uh, accurate, on point. Because it's depressing as shit when we see another village getting blown up. Right. But guess who comes flying in and fucks shits up with the terrorist on his own? I okay. said, wait a fucking minute. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to believe that he can fly from California to yep. Afghanistan yep. and back. Yep. Because he's fucking Tony Stark. <laughs> on whatever goddamn battery is on that thing. I mean, yeah. Rechargeable by the sun, maybe. Oh, maybe. That was the part, the battery part did confuse me. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's added for suspense because they almost have to die every movie. Right. Well, goddamn. Okay. We get a very iconic shot in this scene yes. where he takes his arm, blows up the tank behind him, and walks away, and oh. it blows up. Oof. Yes. Oofed. Oofda, oofda. He also destroys all the Jericho missiles while he's over there. Yep. you know, why not? And the Air Force is over there, so there's planes, because it's an active war zone, duh. And of course, Tony Stark didn't tell anybody. Bless you. Tony Stark didn't tell anybody that, you know, he can fly in this suit. And so uh, Air Force is on high alert, and Rhodes is like, God damn it. I gotta give Tony a call. Yeah, and then Tony lies to him and says, no, I'm not there. Hello. Tony. Who says? It's Rhodes. Sorry, hello? I said it's Rhodes. Speak up, please. When the hell is that noise? Well, yeah, I'm driving the top down. Yeah, well, I need your help right now. It's funny how that works, huh? 
Yeah, speaking of funny, we've got a weapons depot that was just blown up a few clicks from where you were being held captive. Well, that's a, uh, that's a hot spot. Sounds like someone stepped in and did your job for you. Why do you sound out of breath, Tony? I'm not. I was just jogging in the canyon. I thought you were driving. Right, I was driving uh, to the canyon where I'm going to jog. You sure you don't have any tech in that area I should know about? Nope. Bogey spotted! Whiplash, come in hot. Okay, good, because I'm staring at one right now and it's about to be blown to kingdom come. But then the Air Force sends two crafts to engage and destroy. <laughs> and we realize he's got to fess up. Yep, and so then Stark calls Rhodes again and be like, yeah, I'm the one in the air and in that suit. Please don't, like... Please don't kill me. I. It's not a robot, it's me. Yeah. But in the chaos, one of the planes goes down and my fucking nightmare comes true where the parachute won't come out. Oh my like, god. I can't. I fucking... I hate flying. I, I hate know, me heights. Too. And that shit just really stressed me out. <laughs> anyway, he owns Rhodes a plane because he fucks one up. Yes. Oh, he saves the guy too from He dying. did save the so guy from dying. Cool. Yep. Eh. Um, and then Rhodes is like, what am I supposed to tell the public? And Tony's like, training exercise. Isn't that the usual bullshit? Training exercise. Isn't that the usual BS? It's not that simple. And then the press <laughs> conference. It was a training exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I love that. That's just, oh, I love that it's like witty dialogue. Awesome. I love it. Pepper Potts catches Tony taking off the suit, though, back at home. I said, yep, yeah, but I, I put taking suit off, but then had nothing to say about it. So please tell me what that means. Well, she notices bullet holes, and she's like, oh, uh, shit. what yeah. the fuck are you doing? And she gets a little worried. This next part is called Obi, you little shit. Okay, so I put <laughs> Jafar meets with not dad. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> so we learn, we go back to Afghanistan, to the 10 circles. <laughs> Sorry. And we learn that the other CEO, Obadiah, has been working with the terrorists to help kill Tony Stark and create a new weapon. Oh my god. No. So the weapon is based on the prototype that Stark made while being held captive. Obi-Wan, this motherfucker is just greedy as hell mm -hmm. and kills most of the ten circles because he doesn't want to work with them anymore. He just wants to suit. I put it a direct quote from him where he says, if you would have killed him when you were supposed to, you'd still have a face. And I was like, oh, shit. His face tattoo. Um, too soon, buddy. <laughs> yeah, too That's soon. fucking rude. <laughs> like, it's still healing, man. I love it. This scene's kind of unnecessary. It's very long. It could have been a lot shorter, I think. I don't know. So Tony sends Pepper on a secret mission to get all the information oh. out of his computer at the mm -hmm. office. And Pepper's getting kind of pissed. Like, I'm not doing this. You're into some shady shit. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you. And a direct quote that I have is him saying, Tony saying, there's the next mission and nothing else. And that basically sums up his whole, like, Marvel mm -hmm. career as well. Because it's always one thing after another. So he sweet-talks her into not quitting because she's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Well, she's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to watch you kill yourself. Yeah. But he sweet-talks her. And he ha she heads to the office to collect the secret weapon folder. Was that his office or not dad's office? Honestly. Not dad's office. Is that who it was? Shit. Okay, yeah. I, this is like my sixth time watching I didn't it, know. and I still did not know who was who. He catches her on the computer downloading files but she keeps it very cool and kind of, like, collective. And she gets her way out of there with the flash drive with the shit. But Obi realizes she downloaded the files. And Agent Filligan 
is in the building and is like, Potts, we have a meeting. We need to talk about the circumstances with Tony And she's Stark. like, go, 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 And she's go. like, come with me. This is who I want to see right now. And she like hightails it out of there. But Obi-Wan watches them walk out. He watches it. But he, when she's in that office, he says, you're a very rare woman. And I was like, ooh. Fucking. Ooh. Shut the fuck up, crusty old white man. I know. Fucking thanks okay, a lot, boomer. Part, so I wrote a note on this because that scene, and maybe it was just me, but I was like so stressed out. Yes. Like that was like the most emotion I think I felt the whole entire movie because I was like, oh my fucking God, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like he, because he obviously knows. He knows. And then yeah. when she leaves and he doesn't stop her, that's when you know like shit's about to go down. Yes. yes. So I guess that's why they made it longer. I've just seen it so many times. I'm like, oh my God, just get to the point. No, because he definitely, he was dragging it out and letting her leave because he already knew he had the power and everything yeah. he needed to complete whatever the fuck he was going to do before they could do anything to him. Yeah. Um, so we see angry Obi and <laughs> he gets very, they go to that big. Wait, I have one okay, more no, note about, it, uh, one more note about not dad. And I, I found this <laughs> important. <laughs> He comes in with a khaki suede suit jacket, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Not my flavor, but cool. We you can know what? continue. It's Jeff Bridges. I'll forgive him. Yeah. Um, he has some questionable tastes in this movie. Yeah, but it's Obadiah. Yeah, 2008, man. I know. Fuck 2008. All right, continue, um, please. So there's that big arc reactor that Tony Stark has in his lab, and so. Obadiah. I keep on wanting to say Obi-Wan. <laughs> yes. Because I wrote Obi for everything because I was sick of writing out. Anyways. Um, so Obadiah gets frustrated with an engineer that can't make the same mini reactor. And he's like, Tony Stark made this in a cave with li- like less materials. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not Tony Stark. <laughs> right. And then I wrote nice cell phone Tony. So he must have a shit cell phone with him. Oh, a 2008 100%. cell phone, I guess. Yep. So this is where shit starts to get real. Oh, I forgot to mention back with Jafar, which also <laughs> comes up now, the dog whistle. I know, where like paralysis. Paralysis. Paralysis? Jordan. Do you know what we're talking about, Jordan? That dog whistle? I don't remember. Okay. There's, so, like, this dog whistle he puts in his, the person's ear and knocks him out. Yeah, and it makes them, like, paralyzed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then he, like, starts bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, so after this tense scene with Pepper and Obadiah, she calls Tony at home. Tony answers, and Obadiah's right there to put the dog whistle thing in his ear. It's a goddamn dog whistle. And give him paralysis and he confesses to ordering the hit on Tony and steals his arc reactor from his fucking chest. I said, oh, hell, he's taking the robot heart with a can opener. Mm-hmm. Tony? Tony, are you there? Uh-huh. Breathe. Easy. You remember this one, right? It's a shame the government didn't approve it. There's so many applications for causing short-term paralysis. Ah, Tony. When I, uh, ordered the hit on you, I worried that I was Killing the golden goose. 
But you see, it was just fate that you survived that. You had one last golden egg to give. You really think that just because you have an idea, it belongs to you? That looked so painful. It looked fucking terrible and he couldn't do anything. Nope, so immediately that sends him into cardiac arrest, as we remember. I said he can't die because there are three movies, so we're fine. <laughs> he's in a lot more than three movies. <laughs> okay, well, he's in, we at least get three. Okay. <laughs> um, so when Tony, like, hangs up on Pepper, she calls Rhodes and she's like, I'm so worried about Stark and Obadiah. And she <laughs> walks very fast in heels. Those are the only two notes that I have. I do, so I, I put uh, retro heart is what I've called this scene, oh. where he's like going in and trying to grab that spare heart that he has that, oh, yeah. thank fucking God, Pepper kept. Yes. Cause, because the dude took the heart from it for his own super suit. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth calling him the dude and not dad. Because <laughs> of the big Lebowski. You, the big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, well, okay, but, I did write a note, but I think I actually wrote it in reference to the next scene, so I will allow you to continue. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up so that I can hear this thought because I'm so interested. Mm-hmm. I th- The last couple things I put, it looks like someone who took too much and is having a bad trip or like perhaps <laughs> was on an all-inclusive resort vacation, drank too much and couldn't find his room. Honestly, it kind of looked like Alex when he was <laughs> Oh, my God. He's going to fucking kill me. Um, <laughs> his bestie does show up and finds him alive. His dummy. His dummy robot. Well, the dummy robot gets the heart to him, but then his bestie finds him later. How did I not? Rhodes. Rhodes finds him. You've got that in there. Oh, yeah. You're ahead a little bit. But that's yeah. Fine. That's totally fine. And in this particular scene where he takes the robot heart and is creating this suit and all this shit's going down. My thought through this whole thing is it's like people finally realized they could replicate Batman's technology because that's essentially <laughs> what this character is. He's just yeah. a douchey Batman. Yeah. You're not wrong. His yeah. father was the OG douchey yeah. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, Obi goes back to the lab and inserts the arc reactor into the suit. As Brian mentioned, uh, Rhodes checks in on Tony and they both set up to help Phil and Pepper Potts arrest Obi, but I do gotta tell you, another foreshadow. Oh shit, what is it? Uh, Rhodes looks at the suit and he says, oh, next time baby. Mm-hmm. Next time baby in quotes and put, I assume this is foreshadowing. Yep, but with a different face dude because All right. they recast. But well, I like that's the, unfortunate, I like this original dude. No, you'll like the new one a lot better. I did. Um, anyway. Is it Will Smith or I don't give a shit? No, it's not Will Smith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Phil and the rest of the agents that are helping Pepper Potts at the laboratory, they go to arrest him, and they find the new sto- suit that he stole from Stark. How Again, how the fuck can she run so fast in those heels and that skirt and the flooring? That flooring is, like, it's the terrible. little, like, the one that the heels get stuck in. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how's this bitch running? Like, I don't know. Uh, it was... Jordan, what was, did you share your thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts. Well, 
Well, so I think that this was kind of in reference to just the whole... Oh, yeah, sorry. Like, that whole last scene. And all I wrote was... I guess this wasn't the last scene. But I just wrote, okay, well, Jeff Bridges makes a really good villain, and he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. I said, he is being so fucking dramatic like, <laughs> he is acting like oh my god I haven't been getting enough attention and this is how he's acting out like are you kidding me also it, apologies if I'm getting ahead but when he has the suit on nope that's where we are you're good okay he could he, there's no way he could just function that no, easily no, no again but, fake science whatever. fake science and you know what? That's exactly what I put. And I also put that Pepper had this quote. I thought it would be bigger. And I just put, LOL. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, but also, Obadiah tries to straight up murder Pepper Potts, which was kind of fucking rude. But Stux comes in and saves his woman. Wait, I, this is where I put you guys. I swear to fucking shit. Wait, his name is Obadiah? <laughs> Swear to Christ that this is where I found out his name. You guys, if we're being honest, I didn't know that was his name until we started recording this. So. Thank God. Okay. Jordan, I'm glad we're together on like this Like I said, I've seen this movie at least five times, so <laughs> it's fine. So there's the suspenseful Marvel fight. I was going to say, are we at, I put the dude and Tony <laughs> Fight Club. Yes. So, at the end of every Marvel movie, there's this big, drawn-out, really cool action sequence. So, they take their fight to the highway in public, like it always does in Marvel movies. Oh, great. Which they do touch on in later movies about how the superheroes fuck up the actual public. But anyways. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad they touch on that because I was like, god damn, that's so much money. Yeah, because I said, seriously, a lot of innocent people get injured and a lot of public property gets damaged in the series. (laughs) When they lift up that car, though, it looks like a... Disney ride. I know, right? <laughs> like, that looks fun. I would shit myself, though. <laughs> like, I also put, you guys, and I'm going to be fair here, this is why I've avoided these movies for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I hate giant choreographed fight scenes. I, do, I hate them. But I do, too, and I still love this. Like, I don't hate it. It's just... It's, there's just, like, those are, like, everything else in the movie I can get behind 1,000%. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden we get to these giant-ass fight scenes that are seven hours long. And I'm like, okay, you lost me. I don't care. Yeah, but you gotta get through it. I think true. it's worth it. Like, I don't know. But also I grew up on these, so it didn't bother me. Yep. Um, so it starts out looking like Obi's winning the fight initially. And guess what? He knows how to fly. But Tony, knowing that he has... He knows that ice shit. That ice shit. He's like, fuck it. I don't care that I'm on low battery. Low battery again, question mark. Not sure. Whatever. Whatever the fuck that was. Yep. Um, he starts taking himself to maximum altitude, altitude knowing the risk. Send Just leave it on the screen. Stop telling me. Great idea, Tony, but my suit is more advanced in every way. How'd you solve the icing problem? Icing problem? Might want to look into it. And when they get up in the sky, Obadiah says something like, I beat you, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, how'd you solve the icing problem? And 
bashes him in the head and he falls down. Fucking love that. Mm-hmm. But then I said, that was tight. Yeah, that was tight. <laughs> he survives the fall. Yeah, that. Also, the scene of Tony Stark falling down on an emergency backup gives me so much fucking anxiety. I hate heights. Yeah. My thought, though, at this point, yes. yes. Tell me. I just had a realization. Okay, <laughs> I wrote. No, no, no. I wrote something down, which is a memory from my childhood, and I couldn't figure out why I would have written it down to bring up. Oh my god! And so I was hoping we would come to a point during this podcast where you would bring up a part of the movie that would like jog my memory, so I would know why I wrote it. I'm so okay. excited, okay. dear okay. God. One time, I was in the garage with my sister, and my sister was rollerblading when we were kids, and I was playing tennis against the wall, because why play with my sister when I could just play by myself? Well, fuck fuck that bitch, you know? Right, exactly. I hit the tennis ball, it hit the light bulb that was hanging from the ceiling, and it fell and landed on my sister's head and shattered. But she was wearing a helmet. She was rolling. Thank God for the helmet. Yes. What part of this scene? When you were talking about wearing helmets literally earlier. That's what it was. No, but I wrote this down before that. I think I was. I think I was referencing him breaking Jeff Bridges' glass helmet. What the fuck? That's so wild. I love anyway, that. Anyway, so sorry, Sam. I love you. She probably doesn't have because she was probably concussed. <laughs> Dear oh. God. Anyway, I'm dead. So yeah, that was that was magical. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So Obadiah apparently survives that fall. Not sure how. And they start squeezing each other to death. In all caps, I put, how is this fight not done yet? Yeah, it goes a little long. So Tony thinks he's going to lose and asks ask Potts to blow up the reactor to murder Obi. While they're squishing each other, Tony looks, I said, he looks like a kitten trying to attack a Great Dane. That's how little he is. He's like jumping on him, trying to claw at him, but he's like, he's not doing anything. Yep. So she gets down to the arc reactor, ready to blow it up. Tony rips the shit out of Obi's suit and is like, hit the button, Pepper. And she's like, you'll die. And he's like, like, Pepper, hit that fucking button. Yeah. Like, whatever. Um, So Pepper hits the button and Obi goes bye-bye into the reactor, which blows the whole motherfucker up. Those are direct quotes from what I wrote. (laughs) Yes. And I said, Tony is alive somehow. Thanks, Arc Reactor. (laughs) I put, oh my God, the uh, over-dramatic beam to the chest is pretty fucking phenomenal. Right? Yeah, it it saves his life multiple times. Wait, it's not done until the entire town is in flames. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Those are my notes. Gotcha. I I cannot believe that Tony survived that fall. Yeah. And that whole explosion and everything else. It's a little dramatic, but welcome to the world of Marvel. Exactly. So the press conference the next day, because obviously Tony Stark's industries blew up. That's big news. Right. In this fictional universe. So they have to have some statement for why the fuck that happened. We find out that the media has been calling the machine Iron Man and Tony's like, "Mm, I love that. (laughs) And Phil, Agent Phil, gives him a solid alibi with his service. We find out that 
The long name is called Shield. He calls Pepper his girlfriend. Yeah. Ah. So he gets cards to make a statement. And she has some question about Iron Man. He's like, well, I wouldn't call it being a superhero. And she's like, I never said you were a superhero. And then he's like, good, because that would be outlandish and awesome. <laughs> yes. Can I add that um, uh, who dressed him? Obviously, Pepper did his makeup, which was beautiful, Pepper. You did a great job. What the fuck was with that green tie? Yeah, it was really bad. It was so bad. But. And then I just said, can they fuck already? <laughs> they gotta fuck. Uh-uh. Like, they have to. This is getting ridiculous. The sexual tension gives me sexual tension. It's just like, ugh. Anyways, um, <laughs> and then he has his most famous line yes. in the whole fucking film. So he says, fuck it to the cards, and he says, There's been speculation that I was involved in the events that occurred, the freeway and the rooftop. I'm sorry, several- Mr. Stark, but do you honestly expect us to believe that that was a bodyguard in a suit that conveniently appeared, despite the fact that you I know that it's how- confusing. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm just not the the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I made, largely public. The truth is, I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. That was really good. At the bottom of my notes, there's like a huge gap, and I just wrote dot, 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 I am Iron Man. Yes! Yes! And so that is Iron Man. All right, that was a lot. So thank you guys um, for getting through it. Um, I want to hear reviews, summaries, thoughts. So I really liked it. I did. I really liked it. I'm excited to see the rest of them. It reminds me of when I first watched the first Transformers movie. Yes. And the thing is, the same thing happened. I love the plot. I just, it's so hard for me to be interested in the fight scenes. Like, I just find them so boring and they're so bro-y. Yeah, the only thing I really focus on is the dialogue because there's some funny shit in there. Yep. <laughs> so my rating is a beautiful display of rugged abs and a billionaire's desert minibar. Hell yeah. Ugh, Robert Downey Jr., man. Mm. Anyways, okay. Yummy! George. George, George, George. Okay. So you, you would think I would have learned my lesson by now that I need to come up with a cool rating, but I'm <laughs> I love you. I'm the worst. Um, I really really liked it um i have been hesitant as you know to start watching the marvel series Mm -hmm. because i don't like the the whole like superhero thing all that that they have going Mm -hmm. um this movie was very very good it was funny it's like the writing is really really Mm -hmm. smart i think which is why i like Mm -hmm. it I have the same issue as Brie with the fight scenes. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even that 
I mean, I'm, I guess, yeah, I do find them boring because I usually just zone out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I am looking at my phone, and then yep. I feel like I lose focus for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I mean, and that's going to be an issue with it. Right. Of the movies where yeah. there's a big fight scene, but this, this movie was very, very well done. I'm, I'm like legitimately excited to watch the next one like Yay! i'm gonna watch it this me, weekend me too so. like i'm excited yes. i'm just so excited i'm so excited okay mickey give us your rating oh, wait 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 jordan did jordan, you have a rating no she's got her rating do you have oh one? shit yeah okay um i'm just gonna do five out of five stars and i will give it four and a half stars i, I like it. it oh twins, twins. oh that was super fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> All the sexual tension between Pepper Potts and Tony Stark in this movie. That's my rating. That's just... Wow. I love yeah, it. That is extreme. <laughs> and also very, very accurate. High. Yeah. So, yay! I'm so excited to do this monthly with y'all. Obviously, this is where I flourish. <laughs> this is going to be uh, so much fun in a riot. And, uh, Jordan, we love you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for having me. So, Iron Man 2's next, y'all. Yep. So, we'll be doing that next month. Stay tuned. Jordan will be back with us. It's going yeah, to be yeah. fun and rowdy, as always. Woo, woo, woo. Next week, we have your pick, Bree. Uh, we sure do. Yes. Cool. Yay. That being said... Uh, this was a lot of fun and we're so okay. glad that you joined us if you are interested please uh give us some thoughts and reviews on like us apple podcast facebook anywhere you can review us we would love to have some feedback as well as mickey said follow us yeah. on instagram but facebook. please be nice and gentle <laughs> please be nice and gentle sexually have, oh to michaela no, I just have really <laughs> my feelings get hurt really easily. <laughs> no, we we love you all. Thank you for the support, and we'll be back next week. Yay! Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Yay! We did it. Bye.